So on his 2012 album, People Hear What They See, the rapper Odyssey, one of my favorites, says, I'm not a star, somebody lied, I ride the subway as a car, I get by. See, the joke is, is that he's flipping the Rick Ross lyric that we've all come to know and love, so he can emphasize his own everyman existence. Moreover, the mental image of him riding the DC subway in his native Silver Spring, Maryland, seems like a more reasonable sequitur to the words, I'm not a star, than anything Rick Ross has ever rapped, ever, but especially in his best album, Teflon Dawn. Teflon Dawn is Rick Ross after he managed to beat a lawsuit by Freeway Ricky Rose, the actual drug kingpin, despite how he took his name and bit pretty much his entire persona. Teflon Don is Rick Ross after he managed to be outed as a correctional officer and instead of rapping actual truths to, to bars, he said, you know what, I'm just gonna keep going with this drug kingpin thing. Teflon Don is Rick Ross at his most unapologetic and we're all the more grateful for it. This is the Some to Say podcast. So is this universally everybody's favorite Rick Ross album? It's definitely Mike. It's clearly two <laughs> thumbs up suggests it is Mike producer Mike Savers favorite Rick Ross album. It's by absolutely far. my favorite. Yo, it's my favorite. Okay, so I was thinking about this on the way over here, right? And I have to. It's a battle for me. It's a battle between this and uh, See, deeper than rap. See, you couldn't even think of the name. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name. Are of you album. sure it's yeah, your yeah, fave? Because yeah. I'm not sure. Because it's I don't know. I have a certain attachment. You know, I think the deeper the rap thing because that was the point where I felt like he like slayed Fifty Cent, and then this is the aftermath of the slaying oh, of, of Fifty Cent. Okay, I can agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I can agree like with that. With, he, he was in the midst of turmoil when deeper the rap came out, and it was like and you can hear it, and you can hear it. Like, okay, these are records that. I have to, if I don't put out the best shit I ever put out to this point, mm-hmm. it's probably over for me. Got you. And then Teflon Don is literally that. Like oh my God. <laughs> now I can talk all my shit because all what are you gonna tell me? That's what Drake's next album is gonna be like. Like yeah. you didn't kill me. So I'm in, like I'm invincible. <laughs> Ross- now I'm really invincible. Ross sounds invincible all across this entire album. Yeah. Larger than he's ever sounded. And I think part of that comes from being in a life or death situation and not dying. Like 50 Cent's a rapper killer. How to rob, like that's what 50 Cent was. He didn't kill you. Like he outed you as a fraud and that didn't kill you. What can kill you now? It's almost like Ross was so okay with all his secrets being exposed, then now it's like I'm bulletproof. He's like I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean to your There's point. There's nothing else. That's There's what nothing the, else you can use against me. That's the same thing that happened to 50, right? Like you get shot up a bunch of times, Nine and, times. Like, and now I don't die and I'm back. And like the I'm Terminator. Back. Yeah, like what can you possibly say to me now? Here's a controversial opinion. So I really like Get Rich or Die Trying, just like every other sane person. But the more I like revisit that album, the more I think that more than anything else, he benefits from Dr. Dre's production. And I end up liking that more than any other singular element. Like, yeah, 50's got like hooks and stuff like that. And he's got songs. And obviously he raps about getting shot nine times. But I think the best element of that is Dr. Dre's production. If he didn't have that, like, I don't think the album would be nearly as great as it is. For sure. Versus Teflon Don. Have you ever tried to rap like Rick Ross? Like, if you're <laughs> rapping along to Rick Ross, have you ever tried to 
rap with the full extent of your breath and belly and Some sound like seven feet tall that, it's yeah. really fucking hard yeah. i try to do it and i sound like a pipsqueak <laughs> yeah no he i think this is definitely where he had um might be not the first time he had mastered it but at this point he was fully confident in this rap style now confident like, is the word yeah he's 100 percent sure i am the biggest boss thus far i believe it now yeah like i know because i feel like you know part of rick ross is pitting on this front so he had to get into the role i feel like his right. first couple of albums is me getting comfortable in this role teflon don is when he figured out i am rick ross i am rick ross yeah. and this is what rick ross sounds like yeah it's fine huge yes um, one of the first because it's the because I'm not a star is the first song on the album. As soon as I press play on it, the first thing I think about is John. Because ah, okay. I like John actually better than I'm a star. Really, but it yeah. sounds like they're side A and side B of it each is. Other. Yes, yes. John is is like a full interpolation of this record. That yes, just, like John Shameless. came out like not even that long after this album came out. Like right. I think I feel like John came out maybe within the year of this album coming out. Yeah, year year and a half. Yeah, John yeah. was the Little Wayne version of yes. this song that featured Rick Ross and pretty yeah. much the same cadence some of the same lyrics but then certain but i just felt like their verses on that song were way better than the verses on this song in but, high, in retrospect but also to john's benefit if you watch the video like rick ross in a velour sweatsuit sitting in a wheelchair yeah. with spinners on it is an <laughs> yeah. iconic image yeah absolutely iconic absolutely. i'm not a star didn't have that Right, it didn't get that kind of fan. It didn't get that kind of uh, elevation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, I guess without "I'm a Star," you don't really get that song, right? And I, I feel like that's why I love that song so much because he's saying he's not a star, and yet everything about that song suggests otherwise. Right, everything. It's such a great way to start this album too, because he is a star. You know, mm -hmm. like in almost saying I'm not, you represent what you are right now. Right. I don't think Rick Ross was as big as he ever was when Teflon Don dropped. Like I think after this period, he had moments where he was up and when he was down. But mm -hmm. here, huge. Yeah, you can't really say I'm not a star unless you're a star. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the only people that would say I'm not a star. Like, Those are the rules. If you're just a regular person trying to get it, you're not even thinking about that. Nope. No, I remember him being a source of fascination before. Like uh, our producer, Mike Saba, like back when he had a Tumblr, I think I remember like he was messing around with Google Calendar. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. But he put he entered hustling into Google Calendar and it showed that every single day <laughs> Google Calendar scheduled him as like hustling. Yeah. So there was that. There was that. Uh, but Teflon Don, on, honestly, for me, is like the peak. It was like when Rick Ross became like everybody's coveted profile subject, Rick Ross. Yes. It was because everybody wanted to kind of see what he was like in person, what this larger than life figure was like, what he was going to order. Like, is it going to be one slice, two slice or three slices of key lime pie with that fried chicken? Like mm -hmm. everybody kind of wanted to be in his orbit at this particular time. Yeah. I think this is also when he kind of stepped into the idea that like, I can say these, uh, super descriptive and outlandish things like some of my favorite rick ross bars are on this album from like small things to big things like uh 
if I die today, remember me like John Lennon. Yes. That's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> That's a bar. Like, why? Like, I could just see Rick Ross with, like, like the glasses and the whole nine. Like, I, this is right there for you. Um, load up the choppers like it's December 31st. Yes. Like, you can see, like, that's, mm. it's that good. We're talking about, like, biggie, ghostface levels of imagery now that we're Back. getting into. All oh, white mansion, mansion, I'm the, the child, child of God. God. All <laughs> black diamonds, times were hard. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking beautiful. But, oh, and then if he goes on from that line, New Rolls Royce, yes, you made it, nigga. All white neighborhood, you they favorite, nigga. Like, that's hard like that's like that that had to be exactly how he was feeling at some point to start doing things when you start spending a certain level of money and start doing things where you start looking as you know you're the outcast in this situation you're the other in you this gotta situation. make a certain amount of money to your bank to account over. to even think like that to be over here and it, it takes me back to like that joke that chris rock has about you know, in his neighborhood, it's like him and Jay-Z and Denzel and these other people. And like his next door neighbor is a dentist. <laughs> and it's like these are the most amazing black people in the world that can afford to live here. And you, you just do root canals. Right. Wow. And like so when he said that line, it made me think about that. Like that's that's that connection. That's that thing that a lot of, I guess, you know, nouveau riche people feel when they start to elevate themselves into these different environments maybe he just played that line back when he moved into evander holyfield's former estate maybe he's taking a look at this house you know he's about to fill it up with his wheaties box collection and mm -hmm. he just plays that bar back and he's like yes he's like yes i am grateful <laughs> very <laughs> very that's amazing i'll never forget how i was supposed to interview rick ross at the house but he was never there, so we could never run the interview. And it was supposed to be for a cover story, so they had to move on to another subject. I think what made it amazing was that Rick Ross was on house arrest. Which is <laughs> not at the crib. I remember exactly. this. Yeah, yeah, Holy no. shit. When he was at the White House. Like, he was just moving around. It was like, oh, Ross is in Africa. And I was like, how? <laughs> how you going to tell me this man's on house arrest? Right. I'm supposed to interview him at the house, but he's never home. He's not here at all. And that's when I knew. It's like, oh, you're out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like your next level. It's different for you now. Like you can move around like that. Apparently. Like you can, like house arrest is very simple. It's a simple concept. You're arrested to the house. Mm -hmm. You in the White House. That's not your house. You can't mm -hmm. be arrested there. Like what is this? Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I think Ross, his lifestyle changed drastically. And in so many ways, he was able to rap about it now. You know, even though he might have had a persona at first, he was living these raps. Yeah. This album was like, this album was near perfect. For it to only have been eleven songs, what's, what's your? How scale? many are there was in total? Near is eleven. Okay. Um, right. I hate uh, the song with Trey Songz. Yes, I don't it's, need that at all. First like, off, but Ross on there is amazing. His yeah, verse yeah, is yeah, really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's whatever song. Trey Songz is doing on that was uncalled for. I don't, I don't like the track. Why. I don't like the track. I don't like Trey Songz. I, I wanted like Puffy to talk his shit. I don't know why you in auto tune. Like it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is the only skip that I have on that the whole album. Yeah, that's it. Like that's the that is the um that is the splash of Merlot on a white tuxedo. <laughs> yes. 
Like, <laughs> yo, you move that song off, you have Illmatic. You, yeah, you, you have, have one of yeah, you have one of those. Yeah, you, you have one of those. You, you take, just take that it, you just one, take that one off. terrible song. Because I mean, listen, yeah. I'm not a star. Amazing. Freemason, amazing. Tears of joy, amazing. Maybach yeah. Music three, amazing. Live fast, die young, really good. Super high, amazing. MC Hammer, amazing. BMF, amazing. Aston Martin, amazing. All the money in the amazing. world, <laughs> like all just definitive tracks. It's all definitive, top to bottom. But Run the whole thing down. Number, you know, Puffy wanted to be on the album. Yeah, but like to, that. Maybe I don't know if Ross felt pressure. Like this is Diddy. He's yeah. really pushing my button to put know. this song on here. So I guess I got to fold to just it. Not but like, he didn't have to have Trey songs on there. He didn't have to have this song at all. Right. I just really wish this song wasn't on there. Yeah, no, you take this off, you really have something special. Okay, so Diddy calls Rick Ross. Mm. He's like, I want to appear on one of these tracks in Teflon Don, and number one doesn't exist. What other track does he pop on on? Oh, that's good. a really good question. Can I just have Diddy talking shit? I don't want him rapping. Great. I just want you to come and do it like a interlude. Uh huh. I would place it right after Tears of Joy, but before, uh, leading into Maybach music. Yes. Because I was thinking Maybach music. No, nah, I think I want him to lead it. Ooh, I like that. Has that idea. Oh. I like CeeLo on Tears of Joy, and it's pretty much just about how life is better now. And yeah. I think. To go into something as lush as Maybach music, mm-hmm. having Diddy say something, you know, Diddy. Right something about that. fettuccine, you know, yes. like mm-hmm. some lobster tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, because Maybach music sounds like you have a lot of money. Like the song sounds like you're rich. Oh my God. I don't have enough money in my account to play it. <laughs> I shouldn't be able to listen. Like, I shouldn't be able to listen to this song in like my Nissan. You, the minimum requirement is a black American Express. Card. If you don't have that, you should, like, the song should go mute. If you don't have TSA pre-check, you can't listen to this. It should be mute. Yes. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the rich. This is like 1% music. If I had to choose, in my mind, I would put Diddy either at the end of Freemason, like talking mm. shit on the way out. I see that, yes. Or, or, or I was going to say, or the end of Tears of Joy, like ah. talking some shit on the way out. I see yeah. him as like, a, after we've done all of this, then mm-hmm. at the at the end of this track, I'm going to escort you to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can still hear shit. like the the John Legend war, uh, like warping yeah. vocals like in the mm-hmm. back, like mm-hmm. yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, John gives him some ad lib. Yeah, know? while Diddy is saying something rich yeah. and and uh, uh, right. disrespectful to you. Right, uh, right, right. Reading yeah. off of like a gold engraved like invite card or something. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. No, a thousand percent. That's the vision. So. Teflon Don is Ross's first real deep dive into trap music, like trap production. Yeah, like what, it wasn't what really it is very now. Yeah, on, nah. on deeper than rap. And that's what I think also makes this really definitive because I feel like it's the although Walker really introduced what trap is now with like Hard in the Paint. I think this album made it definitive. Oh this yeah, is what for trap sure. Sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah. As as, as hit records, exactly as mm. hits. Because I feel like Walker Walker's trap sounded like oh this guy's fighting everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Ross's trap sounds like no one's gonna touch him. You're not yeah. even gonna touch him. <laughs> this is kingpin rap music. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought I, lo- I love that difference between them because you know he has like a very similar sound to Walker, but he's not doing. You know what hard to paint is, is like the aggression of it like ross sounds like he's like celebrating yeah. like he's so up that it's huge i'm a blimp that's how big i am right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kills that mm-hmm. i always forget 
for some reason, I don't know why, until, until I just said it, I always forget that Aston Martin music is on this album, too. And I feel like How that just takes that, it to... you forget that, first of all? Well, because in my mind, I for some reason, I attached that song to Deeper Than Rap, but it's not on Deeper Than Rap. Ah. I don't know why. It just My mind does that. I guess because it just sounds rich. I don't know. Minus 10 points for Deeper Than Rap, then, because it doesn't have Because it doesn't rap. have Aston Martin <laughs> music on there. Right. But, like... I mean, just MC Hammer, BMF, and Aston Martin music, which are just back to back to back. Like that's eight, nine, and ten on the track list at the, yeah. at the end of the, the album. End. At the end yeah. of the album are like the biggest classic songs off the shit. Like rappers hope for a three run like that on their albums. Yeah, I think most people would have probably made those the first three songs on their album. Right. Now the so. only thing I will say is that the like the nitpick part of that is that the truth is. I didn't need Gucci Mane or Styles P on those either of those songs. Uh, I didn't need it. It's there and it's cool, I guess, but yeah. I didn't really. He could have went featureless on this, except for Kanye. I feel like Kanye featured. Kanye, Wait, yeah, really? the Kanye thing is cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Kanye is like drunk wandering into the mansion. But Are you sure? Yeah, I, that I, that's, that's how I like, want to be. I want to be that. Okay, guy. well, Kanye is a producer. Yeah, sure, yeah. I get it. But Kanye is a feature vocalist. I feel like the same as Gucci, where like. Gucci's fine, but I tend to forget he's there. I forgot he was there, too. Well, because when you go out and hear these songs in public places, the truth of the matter is the DJ doesn't get to Gucci or Styles P. That's and, a thousand and, percent and, true. And, 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 and in the I party, that. Yes. You, this song goes off after Ross' second hook. Absolutely. Yeah, and when shit is over, is you done. come Correct. out of there into something else. Correct. They're not necessary. I like Gucci being on there as a Southern touch. I like Styles, too. Like they're fun they're there they're not necessary though and i love both of them yeah but like i am happy that they chose to put them as the last verses so that i can uh, just they couldn't start the i show. can just go with this next song right ready to go it's past. just that they're different characters on the wire like i guess when i hear teflon don i always fashion mm. rick ross to be like the stringer bell type i like that so does that make gucci like uh d'angelo or like low key, kind of like D'Angelo or uh, Bodie. Not, uh, I don't know. What well, was it, Bodie? Bodie? I think. Poop. <laughs> Make Trey songs poop. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Trey songs would be Wallace. Wallace gets shot. Make Trey songs with Wallace. Yeah, Trey yeah, songs yeah, never yeah, made yeah, me cry yeah. a day in his You're damn right. life. Yeah. Trey songs get shot in the band. Up. You can see the braids. Yeah, you can see, yeah, you can see the braids. I'm saying, like he's Wallace, actually, for real. Yeah, I like, I like that. Wow, I'm leaving this pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember the first time you heard it? Teflon Don. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's funny. I don't remember the first time I heard it. I remember it being hot outside. Really? Yeah, yeah, like I knew this album was supposed to be a summer album because of how hot it was. I, like, I didn't know it was released in July, but just I just remember when it dropped, it was extremely hot outside, and it made it hotter. You know, that's like how you know you have a summer album. Does it make it hotter than what it is outside? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was this album. Something the weatherman can't predict. Exactly. Ooh. That's a bar. That's mm -hmm. a bar. Mm -hmm. Someone hired y'all. That's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that <was> a bar. <laughs> I don't remember the first time I heard Teflon Don, but I do remember seeing Rick Ross at the Fox Theater. Um, oh, I missed that show. Oh, I'm yeah. still mad I missed that show to this day. It was it was okay. Like, I feel like the venue made sense. Uh, you know, Rick Ross was initially dressed in, like, you know, a tuxedo shirt and everything like that. Everything about it made sense. It was just with the sound 
Like, cause he even had a backing band, 15, I think it was 1500 or nothing, but he was still performing like over the tracks. Like, I feel like the sound wasn't nearly what it should have been. And more often than not, it came across as muffled. And like for Rick Ross to sound muffled is a feat. I was yeah. just like that, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like your, your lungs are canyons, like can't cannons. Yeah, like yeah, I should yeah, be able yeah, to hear your shit from everywhere. Yeah. 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 But, um, but I remember even despite the sound issues, like all the stuff from Teflon Don, like just like still sounded fucking amazing. Like at this point, like he has the tuxedo shirt off. He's wearing like the wife beater. He's oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Listen, yeah. I don't have time for formalities anymore. No. I know I want you to feel like we're in an Aston Martin right now, but. But yeah. I'm out here. Let's get in this kingpin shirt. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. I got to see Ross live. I don't think I've seen him yet. Nah. I've seen Ross live. I did catch some of his set at uh, wasn't he at Rolling Loud? Oh, Maybe. cute! I think I caught some of his set at Rolling Loud, but it's like I couldn't really, I wasn't really in the middle of the set, you know. Okay. Like I was hearing him perform more than seeing him perform, and like being right. as I walked it's across not the same walls. Thing. I'm not, I can't really count that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen them live like that either. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. and that that Fox show was the one that I did want to go to because mm-hmm. everyone kept talking about it. I was like, damn, I should just go to this joint, and it just never happened. That's okay. As um, I told you, like it could have been better. It could have been better. I don't remember the first time I hear Teflon Don, but I do remember the album kind of coming out because this is around the same time that I had like music journalist aspirations, and at the time it was like Rick Ross was being profiled by like. Rolling Stone and like GQ, he was the person who everybody kind of wanted to be around and hang around for like 24 hours because it was like, what is Rick Ross really going to do? What is this? What is this lifestyle that we're normally not privy to? Mm -hmm. Um, So I do remember that, you know, just kind of taking it all in, especially since, you know, um, as we talked about in the beginning, you know, he had been outed as a correctional officer and was just like, you know what? None of this shit really matters. Eh, shrug. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the first time he- listening to the whole album, but I just, rem- like you said, I remember that that season of it just felt like Rick Ross took over everything. Yes. And it felt like nothing else even really mattered at that point. Yeah, like nah. When BMF dropped, it was over. It was over. Yeah. Like, that was a summer claiming record. He claimed everything after BMF job. And I don't know that he'll ever, I don't know that he'll ever reach that kind of height again. It's hard. I feel like that's tough to, yeah. I think, I think it's a lightning in a bottle moment. For sure. Because it's a culmination of a bunch of things. Like he's in the press for a scandal. He's in the press for this record. He, four albums in, you know, we're becoming, you know, accustomed to Rick Ross being around. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that longevity grants you. It grants you the access to people. They know who you are. So we can get excited about like big works. But after we know that, and you get past that phase, it's hard to keep that momentum, I think. Yeah, and it feels like he wants to try to... When I Now when he releases albums, I kind of see where he... It feels like he's trying to get some of that back. Some of that energy back. Records, where it's like uh, Green Gucci Suit or uh-huh. um, uh, Buy Back the Block. Yeah. And like certain records that he's put out. Even the, the record that he just put out with uh, Wale... I don't uh-huh. even remember the name of it because I listened to it once. It was kind of like, eh, this sounds like mm-hmm. the song that didn't make Teflon die. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming back out now. But him trying to get a piece of that trap sound back or that 
you know, and it just doesn't ring off the same way. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, a lot of people are just resigned to rather hear him talk about being rich over luxurious. That's, that's me. I, I really <laughs> liked uh, Rather You Than Me, the album right. yeah. 2017. And a lot of it is because the, the production is soulful, very lush. There's a couple of trap songs on there, like Trap, 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 and it's fine. But it's like, I know you can do this. Like you've done this before, you've done it successfully. But I like hearing you just rap. Like I just like yeah. hearing Ross talk shit right now. Right. You don't have to try to make a banger for me. Like I'm fine on the banger. I got BMF. Like that's gonna be forever. Forever, yeah. But like, yeah, you can grant me some like bars. Yeah, at this about point, yeah. how luxurious your life is. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want for Ross now. How you avoiding the IRS? And yeah, exactly. And all of <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The right. the bricks in the walls of your yacht. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. That type of stuff. You gotta like, be as lavish as possible. You know, I told I told a friend like I love that Gunna just stunts on Instagram because <laughs> your music sounds like buying clothes. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, he's, he's sticking if to the script. Does it look like you're buying? Like if if you look like you're not buying clothes and you're not stunting on me, I don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah, your you music. Yeah, don't don't get self aware on me, Gunna. No, no, no. You're serving <laughs> a purpose. I need you to serve that purpose. Same thing with Ross. Ross found his purpose. Yeah, but yeah, trying to repeat that all the time. I feel like eventually you run into a wall. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what this Port of Miami 2 brings us. Is that a, coming out this year? Yeah, it's supposed to be coming out. It's, it's, allegedly, it's done. Okay. And I guess, you know, like I said, he's put out a couple of records over the past two, three weeks or so. Mm, right, yeah. I like this was Beats record. The big time. I like that. I didn't hear the Wale record, but I heard the Swiss record because the homie sent it to me. And it's over at Just Blaze beat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I just need more Just Blaze. Ross sounds fine. He right. sounds, you know, Ross. But there's a bigness to Just Blaze production. That I'm like, oh, if he does the whole album, or if he gets like five records. A few of them on there. Then we're t- now we're talking. Right. This is the sound he needs to be on. You know, it doesn't have to be trap. It just has to be big. I mean, we're going to see. I mean, he's been talking about this album for a long time. Uh-huh. And it's just now about to come out. So, uh-huh. I mean, there's no telling what initial records he cut that you know he swapped out or just took off completely or like ultimately what we're getting ready to get i'd be shocked if this album was less than 18 songs i feel like he's about yeah. to give us a lot i of wish you would go back to the 10, 10 i kind of wish you would too yeah yeah, yeah. i kind of wish he would too but i just feel like because of the streaming thing and because of how long he's been recording etc cetera, etc cetera, i just feel like when this shit comes out it's going to be like 18 19 songs with a couple of like interludes or skits or something and but you know in his respects i don't think ross has a bad album no 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 like, no, 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 no i think his discography is low-key amazing for how long he's been in the game for the quality of his work mm-hmm. like i don't know if we talk about rick ross being one of the best rappers alive but i think he might end up one of the better discographies for sure of Consistency a long wise, career yeah, yeah he's extremely consistent the and worst not, thing i can say about him is mastermind you think mastermind is not a good album i'm not saying it's not uh it's, Bro, it's to me it's the last one yeah it's uh, his it, least it, best yeah, yeah, it's yeah. his least best and i think uh-huh. it's, and i think it's I don't think there's an argument for another one I that I would call worse. I gotta, I gotta, the only thing I remember from Mastermind is just him being like, Mastermind. <laughs> That's it. That's all I remember. You got to go back. Rich's Gangsters on here. That's an amazing record. Okay. Drug Dealer's Dream is crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, a Devil's Alive. A Devil's Alive was yeah. on there, right? Yeah. Mafia Music 3. I like that Already. one. Already. Uh, Supreme. 
Already was him and Jeezy, right? Yeah. Yes. He got on a record with Weekend that I don't remember. Sanctified with Kanye and Sean. Walking on air with Meek Mill, Thugs Cry with Wayne. Like, there's some cuts on here. Mm. I just got to see how As it holds up compared to, to everything else. I don't know. I mean, God forgives, I don't. I think that was just long. It was me. it was long, but, but it got some. Yeah, Dice yeah, pineapples yeah, yeah. on there. Three stacks is on there. Yeah, three uh, kings, three on kings there. is on there. Like <laughs> that's the thing. If you start going through the records, and Ross is an artist because he gives you eighteen songs. He has real deep cuts. For like sure. Yeah, cuts yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Are great. You yeah. gotta go through forty five minutes to get to them. Yeah, get a lot of the, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're great. So I mean, even if Ross doesn't give us ten, I just expect him to be as consistent as he has been. With yeah. this next album. Well, I mean, that's I, the tricky part. It's like if you're gonna make your albums the length of a gangster movie, like you gotta make it as exciting as a gangster movie. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's the objective. That's yeah, that's the yeah. You can't give us a two hour and forty minute Goodfellas and <laughs> we don't get anybody nobody dies. dies. Nobody dies. Nobody gets choked <laughs> out. Nobody's hanging from a meat freezer. Yeah. Like, like right. <laughs> cut this right. off. Goodfellas was just talking. Yeah, if it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was just talking. It's like Depressing. yeah, nah, no, nah, no, nah, thank bro. you. Where are the bodies? Oh my God! Where's the bodies? Where's the Is that a track name? Why? Why are you telling? That's not like a very legit Rick Ross track. Ross track. Where are the bodies? Totally legit. I would fuck with that. Yeah. Wow. Rick Ross featuring Noriega. Where are the bodies? (laughs) (laughs) Someone get Jaja at A and R at Universal so we can make this happen. Where are the bodies? I like it. Bodies. I like it. Is that the podcast episode title? Teflon Don. Teflon Don. Where are the bodies? Yeah. Writing it down. Yeah. 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 I this like is that. a great podcast. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think this is a, the Rick Ross album I'll play for my kids. Oh, yeah. This for me, it's his most definitive yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, If I had to play you one Rick Ross album for you to get it, this would be it. Yeah, you're right. This would be the one I'd play. First I guess it makes a decision for me about which one is better. Right, right. I guess you would have to be a child to not have heard a Rick Ross album. Because I remember very distinctly the moment that Urban Outfitters started carrying like <laughs> Everyday I'm Hustling mugs. So I know there are some people who definitely know who Rick Ross is. Yeah, that whole that whole premise, Everyday I'm Hustling, definitely invaded mainstream America. Yes. Everyday I'm Hustling is a thing that white moms know. Yes. Who don't listen to rap. Yes. Like, Hit the Etsy demographic real big. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I don't think he'll ever have another record like that. That's so big, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's hard for me to hard to get one of those. And it's not that he's not good at making records. I just don't know if one of those is still in the car. Man, to be honest, I still think all these moments are just lightning in the bottle moments. Like you caught lightning in a bottle. It's something very hard to recreate. Some people catch a lot of lightning. But Mm -hmm. to be honest, I think that that run from hustling to probably after God forgives I don't he started to slowly like wand off mm-hmm. you know he's still popular he's just not a giant right. anymore which is cool because that's what happens like rap moves pop culture moves and you're not the star but he yeah. was the star for sure he can always say that and that's why I think this album is relevant I think you need a classic album when you become that big because yeah. I think people forget you if you don't have a classic album. You can have a couple songs, that's cool, but you need an album to show other people. I mm-hmm. need to be able to show my kid your vinyl. This is the album Rick Ross made. You know what I'm saying? This is, so, is this his only classic? Uh, currently, I think so. I think enough okay. time has passed where we can look at this one and be like, I think he did everything a classic has to do. It has to have impact. Mm-hmm. It has to. I don't think they have to be perfect. No, he doesn't have to be perfect. I think it has to be impactful, influential, and career defining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you hit all three of those buttons, it's a classic. 
I in like my that. book. I'm with it. Yeah. Because I, I do believe it has to have some type of influence and impact. Yeah. You can make a perfect album and no one hears it. It's not a classic. It's not right. a classic. It's just a yeah. perfect album. It could be, right. it, it could be someone's favorite album. Who I like right. heard it. It could be your personal favorite at because large. it's technically amazing. But yeah. personally, like, Objectively, it's not mm-hmm. a classic. Mm-hmm. More, more of a macro thing. Yes, right, but right. yeah, classics are yeah. Classics have to be macro. It can't be mm-hmm. micro. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is a macro album that had influence, that had impact, and defined who Rick Ross was. It's a classic. Yeah, and it's staying power. It wasn't trendy. Yes. It wasn't. I mean, even though the mm-hmm. trap sound became trendy, yeah. when I hear MC Hammer or BMF in the club, it's still. And I feel it, like no one else has done that. Has sound the way Rick Ross did over these beats. Yeah, you know, like all these little young thug clones is cool. You can't be a Rick Ross clone. Yeah, like you no. said, like to even sound like him, you got to do a lot, and you <laughs> probably don't sound as good. No, you know. So yeah, it has to be his classic. Does Does deeper than rap qualify for any of those things, or is it just shy of hitting those marks? It's just shy. Because okay. I feel like it's hard to be career defining when you have a Teflon Don. Like that album to me, I think you only get one really career defining album. Maybe mm-hmm. you get, unless you do a drastic change. I feel like 444 is career defining for late Jay Z. Sure. You know? Yeah, right. So that to me, that's everything can come wasn't, it's everything that Blueprint 3 wasn't. But Ross, I think he's been in the same lane for so long, he doesn't have to redefine his career. So Teflon Dunn answers that question. Like who is Rick Ross? Well, maybe Port of Miami would be. Maybe so. his old Rick Ross. I don't want to say classic, but it'll be his like that, that career defining moment that yeah, you're talking I, about. Yeah, because he has the second like arc of his career that I feel like he doesn't have an album that represents it just yet. Right? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like post being a star, post everything he's gone through with the gangs and the every, everything. You know, I feel like he's been around so long. You have to make some type of switch, mm-hmm. and you have to define what that is. Right, right. He has to recast himself in a new role, right? Because I think he's kind of explored like every nook and cranny of this Rick Ross persona that we've come to know it. He has to reveal something new in order to continue to excite Mm -hmm. us, I think. Yes, he has to. I think every artist has to. You reach this point in your career where you have to re-excite us. And how do you and how does he go about doing that at this point would be the question that he has to answer. Yeah. That's a big question. Big question. But yeah. At least you got a classic. Yeah, at least you had that. Even if you fail, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You have one classic. A lot of people don't. Never take Teflon Don from you, big guy. Yeah, we can never take it from (laughs) you. (laughs) That is all yours. Man. Well, we appreciate you listening. Oh my God! What? <laughs> hey, this is this is producer Mike coming in to drop drop some uh, producer's note here at the end. So we're talking about Teflon Don, right? We're talking about all like, oh man, Rick Ross been dealing with all these scandals throughout mm-hmm. uh, his whole you know career and everything. The name uh, of the album Teflon Don. Uh, that's I don't know if it's a direct reference, but that was also the nickname John Gotti. of well, not just John Gotti, but also one uh, Donald Trump in the 80s oh. uh, for you know the sheer number of scandals that you know never seemed to stick he just to couldn't get yeah. couldn't get me nobody was able to pin him down and you know one has to wonder if that is not a uh, a cheeky nod to uh, you know his own uh, his own troubles or maybe maybe even something a little more that Rick Ross understood where the culture was going better than anyone that we want spectacle and we're not too we don't care too much about the details or the authenticity like we just want the in-your-face michael bay 
explosion. He no, he a thousand percent fits that mold, and I mean, not for nothing. To take it even a step further, he might have helped lay the groundwork for the Drake ghostwriting thing not to really roll over. Not that it would have anyway, but it's like once you start to chip away at the idea that, like you said, we don't care, just make the good music, that it's like other things can start to fall too. And I'll be damned if that isn't what's happening under Donald Trump's regime. So there you have it, Mike Saber. You brought this thing full fucking circle. Damn. Yeah. How about that? Shit. It's a hell of a producer note. <laughs> Bravo. Shit. Well, we appreciate you listening to the Something to Say podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you could also support us on patreon.com slash something to say. And as you just heard, it is produced out of the spots by the one and only Michael Saba. Every day he's hustling. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgivable!